It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now. It's stimulating talk. Me, Jeff Martin, here with you. And by my side, the New Hampshire, Long Island, redneck, Mr. Brian Bro. Just call me the neck. <laughs> Just the neck. We're shortening everything out here. And fearless one, talking about C.V. Burton. Happy Passover and happy Resurrection Day. And the two are tied yes. together. Yes, sir. A holy week indeed. A lot of good news, right? A lot of bad news, but a lot of good news. There's always good news on Holy Week, and it's always wonderful to uh, reflect, think back to your trials and tribulations, just as as when Jesus walked the earth and when he was risen. And, um, you know, a lot of things are being risen, including red flags. But for us, I I do have to mention everybody, freedomondeck.com is back up. Yeah, CV uh, Rose FreedomOnDeck.com. So <laughs> From we're, the dead. we're happy that without the co, the co was really getting to me. I know. So, so yeah. I, <laughs> I said so, I can't listen to Chad anymore. Complain about dot co. I'm gonna have to do something. I was on the phone with I know, tech dot, support. Dot co. It's almost else. like the dot co it's like when bad. you see it's when you see one of those dot uks. It's weird. I thought it was like you know like a. Co- it sounded like Freedom on Deck copyright or something. It's just the weirdest yeah. thing. But but um. We have some good guests today. We have Stephen Bucci from the Heritage Foundation and Bob Swick. They're both coming on to talk about the trials and tribulations of Donald J. Trump, which really added up to a bunch of nothing. And just so everybody knows, go to freedomondeck.com. Me and CV put out a podcast just last night, late at night, I believe. But you can listen to it now. It's really more of us covering exactly what happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But I, but Alvin Bragg, I wanted to bring up a story about Alvin Bragg, Brian, because this is just one of the many that kind of tells you what this guy is all about. All right. Yep. Uh, District well, Attorney I think we Alvin all know what Bragg, he's about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reportedly gave a career criminal a sweetheart deal days before former President Donald Trump's arraignment in New York City. The criminal in question reportedly had a slew of felony charges, knocked down to misdemeanors, and was given a one a $1 bail, which is pretty wild. Rodney Johnson, who had nearly 90 busts on his rap sheet and two state prison stints under his belt, had a felony robbery charge, knocked down to a slap on the wrist. Hey, it's New York. This is what's going on. Misdemeanors by Bragg's office. Last week, law enforcement sources told the New York Post... Johnson skipped out on a court-ordered intervention program three times in 21. The criminal charges were handed a measly $1 bail on the latest charge records show. This guy's been breaking the law for 35 years, one law enforcement source said. He's been one-man robbery spree, preying on low-wage workers, and when the cops catch the guy, Bragg's office downgrades the felony charges, the sources said. All the while, Bragg chases the indictment of former president for paying a porn star priorities. All right, uh, reportedly all of Johnson's charges were dropped. Um, On Tuesday, Trump was formally arraigned, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. 34 34 charges, most of them duplicates. Uh, They they claim there's a felony in there somewhere. They just can't name what it is. Uh, But Brian... While the city is in a tailspin, you got people being chucked off, uh, chucked off platforms waiting for subways. You've got uh, Asian Americans being jumped every other day in Queens and Bronx, in Manhattan, and all the while, while rape skyrocket, murders skyrocket, and all that's going down. This guy is concentrating on trying to embarrass Donald Trump because that's all that he's trying to do well i mean listen he's a democrat from new york right i mean this prosecutor is he's no he's no big deal but um i think what new york stands for is exactly what he's is exactly what you just unfolded uh for the listeners right now um you know hochul 
and uh, and her gaggle of idiots around her oh. um, are all for releasing criminals um, with no bail. Uh, you had that one um, that one guy that shot a police officer there in New York and killed the officer, and the guy got <laughs> released. I think it was some stupid low bail, fifty thousand dollars or something like that, out back out on the streets. You know, they were releasing murderers who had done you know. 10 or 12 years and we're in for life oh, back out on the streets because of COVID. Remember that oh, we couldn't yeah. have him in jail because of that COVID in Connecticut. Too. So, so to see this out of brag, I mean, he, he you know, um, it, it's no shock. I mean, that is what New York is. New York city is in the garbage heap right now. Crime is rampant. And to see this kind of, um, I guess, well, I guess it's the hypocrisy of it all, you know, to be um, hardballing a f- a former president, right? And then, and then to be letting these career criminals out with with yeah. uh, a dollar bail is just ridiculous. Yeah, CV, like Brian said, it it kind of just reflects on what New York is right now, and I guess in that way, Alvin Bragg is the perfect DA. But it certainly shows you all the holes in his character, doesn't it? Certainly does. And I agree with everything Brian said, except uh, former president. I would call him current president. Because the, the big lie happens to be that Joe Biden is president. That's the big lie. And, uh, and we have this judge here whose daughter worked for the Biden campaign, the Biden-Harris campaign. So there's a, a lot of bias there. I mean, he should uh, immediately recuse himself just on, based on that alone. But he himself has donated money to the, uh, to the Democrats. And then uh, Eric Trump made an excellent point. He said Alvin Bragg has shut down the entire city, called up 38,000 NYPD police officers, closed down the FDR drive, and is, is spending an estimated $200 million of city funds all for a hundred and thirty thousand dollar non-disclosure agreement. I never thought I would see the, this level of corruption in the United States. So Eric Trump, he's a he's a solid guy, man. Maybe someday he'll be president. Well, I think that the the most important thing to get out of all this is is that they'll do and say anything to try to bring Donald Trump down. I think it was, uh, you know, really for me to look at some of the folks on the left and even I can't think of the jerk right now, the the bald black guy on CNN. Uh, I, don't I, 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 I can't think of his name, but even he was like, you know, he's looking at the camera and he's just like, I don't know what to say. This was the stupidest. These were the worst no-nothing charges I've ever... He's like, I don't even know what what's going on. I, I don't understand why we're doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, when you have people saying that on CNN, of course they want to say that Donald Trump is a no-good you-know-what, and that's really what they would like to say. But even for them to even utter those words, they're finding it almost impossible. And if they do, I think that they feel that the American people are so... So upset about the way this whole thing is transpiring that it would even look bad for them, Brian. And that takes a, a hell of a lot for someone from CNN to actually say he has nothing on Donald Trump. I'm sorry, there's nothing here. That should say a lot because I think that there's a lot of, I, I mean, that's not the only person saying uh, that from the left, but there's a lot of them that are saying that. You know, they know they have nothing here. There is nothing. Uh, when it all comes down to it, these charges are are bogus charges. And once it all comes out, um, I think two things are going to happen. Bragg is going to be looking for a job. And Donald Trump is going to um, just be catapulted to the top of the heap. Um, and that, and they're really doing an injustice to any Republican that even had a chance of of even getting on the stage and debating Donald Trump uh, for a for a possible spot. Um, you know, DeSantis is going to be just he, he's he has no chance at this point now. Yeah, he's. I I agree with that too, CV. It really has galvanized Donald Trump's electable uh, 
position with the Republican Party, the GOP frontrunner. I think Brian's exactly right with that one. Yeah, the guy you're talking about was uh, he was on Anderson Cooper, and uh, what the mm. heck is his name? I'm looking on this thing, but uh, I don't know. And he said that Trump looks sad, and then he got a lot of backlash uh, for saying for saying that he looks like he doesn't look like a, a mean politician. He looks like somebody's grandfather. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but Van Jones. That's it. Van Jones, thank you. But anyway, and then he also said these charges were like little pebbles being thrown at him. They're not big enough. Remember that? Yeah. So anyway, I just well, wonder. he's saying that there's nothing here. Yeah. So you can't you can't make up you can't make the pebble bigger. It is what it is. It sounds like all this corruption is starting to red pill Van Jones. Maybe. Listen, we got to come back. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. Ninety four nine news now. Stimulating call. Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Coming up next, the wonderful Mr. Stephen Bucci from the Heritage Foundation. You hear him every Tuesday on with Lee Elsie. This is going to be his debut on Freedom on Deck. We're really looking forward to the discussion. Of course, it's going to be all Trump and all, all about Mr. Bragg's hunt down of an innocent man. All right, so let's talk about this one. It didn't get much play on the media, folks. And, uh, you know, it, CBS puts it out there. Don't call them transgender if they're attacking people and shooting them and killing them and massacring everybody. Don't talk about that. All right, so a trans-identified male goes by Lily through his given name and William Withworth was arrested and charged after a police investigation in Colorado Springs revealed that the 19-year-old was responsible for threats involving schools in Colorado Springs Academy District 20. Wiltworth faces charges of attempted murder, allegedly making threats against schools in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So, the Albert County Sheriff's Office charged Whitworth with two counts of criminal attempt to commit murder in the first degree, criminal mischief, menacing and interference with staff, faculty, and students of educational institutions. Whitworth is an alum of the school district, attended from 14 to 16. Whitworth had attended Timberview Middle School in District 20, and an affidavit showed that this was the school Whitworth planned to target for no specific reason. The investigation began in the sheriff's office was dispatched on March 31st due to a disturbance. Deputies spoke with someone at the door on that day and learned that another individual inside was very upset and punched holes inside the walls. Deputies, however, were not immediately allowed to access of the residence. Once inside, however, deputies found signs that someone had been punching holes in the walls and ripped doors off their hinges. Maybe the Incredible Hulk was around. The person who reported the disturbance was reportedly Whitworth's sisters. Deputies asked Whitworth if he had an intention of harming people at a school, and according to the affidavit, Whitworth indicated that that was the intention. When anyone is asked why, Whitworth said, why does anyone do it? Whitworth de- deputies noted appeared to be drunk. He made suicidal statements. Additional targets per Whitworth's manifesto were churches, and the planning had been ongoing for months. Whitworth told officers that he learned how to make a detonation device on YouTube. The manifesto had a list of school people and shooters uh, that were targeted with the names. Brian, uh, months of this, luckily they were able to get this piece of garbage before he carried out another... Uh, mass shooting because we did find out that the shooter in Tennessee had been putting this kind of manifesto out there as well and it was for over eight months when his manifesto was first written but it had been years that he had been targeting people and telling people he's going to attack it seems like the response is the bigger problem 
in most of these attacks. And if if someone can get involved and find this before it happens, that that uh, is a good thing. But it it just goes to show you, even with the the crime that occurred in Tennessee, you can have all the red flags you want, but if you don't have people in there doing the proper investigation and making the proper arrest, it doesn't mean a thing. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, it's kind of one of those things, um, you know, that we've noticed uh, with the FBI and a lot of these uh, people that are either planning a mass shooting or have carried out one is that they've had contact with the FBI or they've had prior involvement with the police and all these other things. And, um, and they do nothing about it anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, to, to see this kind of uh, thing going on, um, it's no shock, but what upsets me is that, you know, they are pushing transgenderism um, on our kids, left, right, and center. And this is the result that you're going to get. Because one, it, you're, you're, you're taking these vulnerable kids, right? That don't know any better, but they're also, it's not going to be the, it's not going to be the kids that are, um, sound of sound mind because i think those kids are going to say no i'm a girl or no i'm a boy and they're going to choose to be that even if they're gay they're going to say no i'm i know i'm a boy or no i know i'm a girl right right it's the ones that it's the it's the ones that are going to have an underlying mental condition that are going to cling to that and they're going to and they're going to say well maybe i am a girl even though I'm a boy, or maybe I am a boy, even though I'm a girl, and they're gonna cling to that, and this is gonna be the result because they're gonna they're gonna lash out, and I think this is uh, I think we're uh, uh, I guess another way of saying it is there's gonna be more to come. Yeah, and especially with the drugs that they're riddled with in 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 school systems, the children are riddled with those. Uh, CV, it's interesting. They always tell you, don't call them trans. Don't say anything. Don't target them. Don't make the right upset about it. Like, we're going to be the problem. This is unreal to me. These people say, well, we can't call them that because if you do, it's going to be the right are going to come out and start killing them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For the last uh, seven years or so, they've been saying that dead, quote unquote, dead naming people is like worse than murder. You can't dead name. And then all of a sudden... This uh, transsexual from Transylvania shoots up a school and wants to go by the name of Aiden and says her pronouns are he, him. and uh, But the, every single news report calls her a she and uses her real name, Audrey Hale. So they're dead naming this shooter. That's because it's not convenient. So, you know, for their narrative. But what hypocrites? And then uh, they find this this other shooter to be, who is probably being coaxed to do it by some handler online, some FBI asset, I'm sure. Another uh, ultra, uh, uh, what's it called? K Ultra, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, MK Ultra, right? And uh, they find this guy's manifesto, but they bury Audrey Hale's manifesto. That's strange. And and where is uh, Paddock's manifesto? The guy who shot up the concert at Mandalay Bay. They buried that one too. I guess it's not convenient. It doesn't go after the right people. Yeah. Uh, There's another story from Town Hall, and I thought that it was important to bring this one up too, considering the story that we're covering. There is a transgender pastor from a Lutheran church. This is is insane. I I don't know. Lord, if you got the... If you've got the Hail Bob comic coming down, let it come down. Michael <laughs> Luwagi, if that's how you say it right, said uh, Hail, which is the shooter in Tennessee, and Jesus Christ, Cher oh. is the act of betrayal. And Jesus Christ, did Jesus, excuse me, did Jesus Christ butcher six people before he's nailed to the cross? How was Hail betrayed? And did that justify committing mass murder? Now, I'm reading this outside of sort of a a commentary. A liberal transgender pastor compared Nashville shooter Audrey Hale to Jesus being betrayed and crucified less than a week after Hale murdered six people at a Christian school. 
Michael Luwagi, who is recently formally installed as a pastor of St. Mark's, St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, delivered the Easter-themed sermon to a small congregation on April 2nd. I don't know how the hell you sit through that sermon. Instead of focusing on ways this could have been prevented, such as gun control, a significant number of people have turned their attention to the shooter's identity, the pastor lamented. Some folks have tried to focus on eradicating trans people as a solution because they have been... Wait, hold on. All right, I'm going to stop right now who has said we need to eradicate trans people, Brian? This is this is the stuff Nobody. that really gets my gears turning and ticks me off. I haven't heard anyone, anyone say we need to eradicate all transgender people. But we're no, brought to believe it by sickos like this. It's it's propaganda. It's uh, they're 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 playing. They're they're putting that information out to try to play a narrative. What's more disturbing is a transgender pastor who is getting behind a pulpit to try to preach the word of God because uh, something is clearly wrong there. Oh, I and agree. CV, he said, who are these pastors? He should quit the Lutheran church and start a new religion. Excuse me. Mm. He should start a new religion that uh, centers Audrey Hale as the, as the center of the religion. And if you, if you believe on Audrey Hale, then you go to the uh, seventh heaven or, or some other paradise that of his own psychotic imagination, because that's where that's where he belongs. The whole yeah, it's like the church of the church of the abominations. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other week there was the oh God. I mean, we're talking about a transgender pastor. This was somebody that was on the pulpit. They had full wig, the the gallon of makeup, the long nails saying that God wasn't real. I'm like, what wait, wait, what is this? What are we seeing here? And this is the kind of stuff that is is filtering through society because we're in the end time. So that's what happens. Okay? Um, here, guys, coming up next, Stephen Bucci, don't go anywhere, Freedom on Deck 949, News Now and Stimulating Talk. Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line with us, we have a very special guest who served as an Army Special Forces officer and the top Pentagon official from the Heritage Foundation, Mr. Stephen Bucci. Stephen, thank you for giving us some time today. I know you've probably been talking all week long about the Trump indictment fiasco. We heard John with Lee uh, Tuesday, and certainly it it started to to shine a little bit of a light on the fact that there's not much there when we saw what they were bringing as the charges came down we had 34 what i saw a lot of the charges to me looked like steve were were duplicate charges and the mentioning mentioning of a felony charge without the mentioning of what the crime of the felony is why did they present it that way uh steve and, and, and I have to tell you, even going through the coverage from Fox News all the way down to CNN, even CNN was was saying there's there's just nothing here. Yeah, it, it's been kind of interesting to watch, you know, the whole spectrum of the news cover it because, you know, they brought on a lot of hardcore lawyers because this, you know, this is a lot of legal detail to, to deal with. And unfortunately for the people on the left, even their hardcore lawyers are scratching their heads because they know there's rules. And, and this one is sort of, you know, jumped the shark on, on several areas. And, and most of the lawyers, even ones who don't like Trump, who are very liberal are scratching their heads, trying to figure out 
what in the heck was was Alvin Bragg thinking when he put this together? Well, do you think that part of this is to silence Trump and to try to keep him in a bad light up till the 2024 election? Is that part of what they're doing here? Because I, I heard them saying we should put a gag order on him. And I actually turned on Fox News. I was very disappointed to see one of the people they were interviewing saying, well, we don't want Trump on social media because he might gin up violence on Fox News. I'm glad to hear they're, they're, uh, they're saying things like that now. Um this is all it all looks like maybe that's what it what it's for. Do you think so? Uh, I think that's a huge contributor to it. I think some of it is Alvin Bragg trying to make himself relevant. You know, he's been under a lot of pressure because his other policies, you know, his failure to prosecute hardcore violent criminals mm-hmm. and then turning around and prosecuting uh, a store clerk who was defending himself against two assailants. Uh, and and he's just he has turned out to be a a hugely political animal uh, and frankly a pretty poor excuse for a DA. So part of it is him trying to deliver on a campaign promise that he was going to get Trump. Uh, when you say things like that, it doesn't really paint you as a particularly unbiased uh, officer of the court. But Bragg seems to be okay with that. But then enlarge the bigger picture and the reason there's been some cheerleading for his effort, uh, even though it it does leave even the liberal uh, legal analysts scratching their heads, is just what you say. They think this will put a stake in Trump's heart. He won't be able to run for president and they can all declare victory over this man they think of as not only a political adversary but an evil person that you know they're like don quixote on on the the rampage trying to bring down this uh this evil icon uh i i think that's kind of a poor way to use our legal system particularly with regard to campaign uh payments and things like that that generally like 99% of the time people get fines for, I mean, making mistakes with campaign funds, sadly, but true happens on a pretty regular basis in our election (laughs) processes. And, and this isn't even like a big bunch of money. Steven, didn't Uh, didn't they, don't they have something for Congress where sexual allegations are take care, taken care of by like this fund that they set up? I mean, it's so ridiculous to see these charges and hear these people say no one's above the law. I mean, it, I mean, it, it pains me to hear somebody saying nobody's above the law. It's ridiculous. Chuck Schumer, for anybody like Chuck Schumer to say something like that is almost mind boggling. It, it, it really is. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, as you say, there's so many contradictions the fact that Congress has a fund, as you mentioned, uh, so that when they you know, get accused of something by a subordinate, by, by a constituent, whatever it is, they have a fund that you and I, our taxes pay for, yes. that, that allows them to, to make you know, exactly this kind of non-disclosure agreement uh, with Trump. They always call it hush money right. uh, to, to people. And so those congressmen never get prosecuted, never get investigated in public. They just get away with it. This this stuff isn't even because they're mad at Trump because they, you know, he supposedly paid off these women. It, it's this very convoluted uh, that the payments were somehow campaign fund violations. And it's interesting that just last week, Hillary Clinton's campaign organization finally uh, – got hit with the fines that they have to pay yes. for paying for the Russia, you know, the steel uh, dossier document uh, with campaign funds and, and calling them legal fees. Uh, you know, so they, they got a fine. Yeah. And that's a heck of a lot more egregious and was a lot more money by the way, than, than what's involved here. But in the eyes of the left, Trump's different. He deserves special, more vigorous scrutiny because he's just so bad. 
And I'm sorry, you know, I, you can disagree with President Trump all you want. That's your right. Sure. But he shouldn't be treated differently no. than other uh, leaders and politicians. And in fact, generally, being a former president, they usually get a bigger pass. But in this case, Trump is, uh, you know, they're just going crazy. And one hopes that a judge, maybe not this judge, because apparently this judge doesn't like Trump either. Uh, but as as it goes through legal review, moving up through the appellate process, uh, that somebody says enough's enough. Stop. This was investigated by the federal election uh, folks and they didn't charge Trump. They didn't even find Trump for it. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. Stephen Stephen Bucci from the Heritage Foundation. Stephen, what did you make out of Joe Biden giving a no comment for what's going on with Donald Trump right now? I mean, no comments, fine, I guess. But, you know, uh, the president of the United States, who has a failing economy, the, the country's on fire. Uh, Christians are being shot in, in Christian schools. You got children being shot. The guy talks about ice cream cones. He gets on. He, he gets asked a serious question about the former president being charged, and he says no comment. It seems like we have a lack of leadership here, Stephen. Uh, we definitely have a lack of leadership. But, you know, look, Chet, actually, the right answer from the president to an ongoing uh, court case is no comment. OK. All right. The, the problem he shouldn't get involved in it. The problem is he's gotten involved in so much other stuff. And, you know, will. remember, remember when they did the raid on Mar-a-Lago and he said, I am just shocked. This is so egregious <laughs> that that. And then they, know, they found all Trump the boxes in his house. <laughs> yeah, and his are, his are sitting in an unlocked garage next to his Corvette. Yep. No one's talking uh, about that anymore, Steve. No, they're not. And uh, But that's still an ongoing case. So I think maybe somebody said to, to President Biden, hey, boss, yeah. just say no comment. Because if you say anything, it could blow back on us. We want to keep the focus on Trump and, you know, so that nobody can look at all the you know, poor performance that's going on in the administration. Uh, so I think politically it was wise of the president. And interestingly, it's actually the right answer. It's just completely inconsistent with the way President Biden normally operates. Well, they, they're lucky he remembered uh, to give him the proper answer, I guess, because uh, he, he, <laughs> he seems to screw up with that a lot. Uh, we only have a about a, a minute to go, Steve, but I wanted to ask you, are we going to see charges throughout different districts throughout the country? I heard about Georgia. Well, I mean, there's already ongoing investigations. There's the document one and together with the January 6th under a special. And then there's the one in Georgia that's been ongoing. Those might pop with something before Bragg did. Everybody's kind of like, OK, I guess Bragg just wanted the headlines. Yeah. My consultations with my legal colleagues have said those are all weak as well. We're looking forward to getting you back on sometime soon. And thank you for all the hard work and all the service you've done for this country. It's my pleasure, Chet. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Everybody, that's the one and only Stephen Bucci from the Heritage Foundation. And I'm so happy we got to bring him on Freedom on Deck. Don't go anywhere. We've got a lot more show to go here. FOD 94.9 Fox News Radio. Just Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. After this, we're going to have Mr. Bob Swick on. Bob's going to be talking about the trials of Donald Trump, too. He's a good point to make about this happening on Easter week. So I wanted to discuss this one. I heard this being discussed on Dana Lash, and it really struck me as something that was just completely vile and disgusting. Uh, former NCAA women's swimming star Riley Gaines was reportedly ambushed and hit by a man wearing a dress at San Francisco State University on Thursday after giving a speech about saving women's sports 
during a Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute event on the campus, Gaines agent said instead of a thoughtful discussion tonight at SCSU, Riley was violated, accosted, shouted out, physically assaulted, and had to be barricaded in a room by protesters. Now, the situation, and I'm reading this out of... uh, of Oil London, whatever that is, somebody. A violent mob of trans activists chase and attack women's swimming star Riley Gaines and force her to take shelter in a locker room. They actually have the video here where she's trying to get out of this locker room and she can't get out. They're they're freaking out. They're trying to get her out of here. A man walks up and hits her, a man in a dress, like they said. Uh, she spoke at the university and in the past year, her goal in speaking at universities has been to educate her peers about her experience and what the impact of growing number of biological males in women's sports will do to the integrity of Title IX, Brennerman continued. Now, uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago, Brian, when we were talking about men in women's sports throughout high schools in the United States Mac Beggs was one of the names of one of the men that actually wrestled and and had women in headlocks and full Nelsons in high school. We had the two uh, runners in New London. The theme years ago was, well, this can't keep happening. This will never become something that becomes an accepted part of society. Well, now we're seeing here, Brian, not only is it acceptable... There's actually men that feel emboldened enough that they can put uh, a dress on and physically attack a woman inside the United States of America, albeit that it happened at San Francisco, which I don't really consider America anyway. But to see that a freak in a dress can run up and accost a biological female because they feel like a female themselves is a disgusting, disgusting turn of events here in this country. And I think it's only going to get worse. And people better wake up and do something about this. Oh, absolutely. If I would have saw that, if that would have happened in front of me, oh, boy. It would have it would have been it would have been some sushi restaurant they would have been chaos. Like, oh my god, you hit a woman. <laughs> they would have dude in San Francisco they'd arrest you. They say you hit a non-biological female. I wouldn't care. They would I would have I would have I would have knocked him out and stuffed him in a dumpster in an alleyway. <laughs> I love it. But this is real, isn't it? This is oh, sick. Yeah. It's sick. I mean, this is the welcome welcome to uh, the future America. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I know that sounds bad what I just said before, but you know what? That's what would have happened. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit there and watch a man beat up on a woman. I'm, I, uh, 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 I am coming to her defense. That's just how it is. So, you know, I hope more Americans are out there that are uh, going to take that kind of stand too, because, um, as these things start to start to take on, um, uh, frequency, this is you're gonna need people like that to step up. CV, this is an absolute atrocity for me to read this story and to actually see that there are people making excuses for the dude in the dress. It, it, it's disturbing. It's Orwellian. It's it's like Orwellian opposites where they label one thing one way, but in actuality, it's the exact opposite of what they say it is. They, they, they're labeling this, they're trying to uh, say that this is a, a, a woman standing up for women's rights. So they're going to accost this woman and scream in her face and beat her and keep her against her will and pretty much uh, kidnap her in a way. That and was uh, the worst part all, of it, yeah. All for women's rights, but in actuality, it's the exact opposite. It's a man victimizing a woman. And and they're and they're calling it uh, women's rights, and th- this is another example of how the psychotic leftist death cult think that anything they do is justified, no matter how violent, no matter how sick, no matter how how much damage they cause, no matter how much money uh, they waste in uh, uh, destroying cities and victimizing police officers and throwing. Molotov cocktails in police cars, all justified 
just as long as that that it's because they disagree with you. That's all it takes. They just have to disagree with you, and then they can uh, beat you to death, and they can get away with it. And you know the FBI doesn't don't prosecute these kind of cases. No, they they prosecute Donald Trump for uh for nothing for for a, a non-disclosure agreement. I sign like three of those a, a year myself. You know what? The insanity of all this is that the American people are letting it happen. Yeah. Uh, because they're because a lot of the people out there, especially in the states we're hurting. No offense, liberals, but you've allowed this to happen on your watch. It has gotten to the point where you're afraid to stand up against psychos that want to beat women, molest children, uh, turn against the church, attack people, uh, blindly attack people. Maybe they think differently than you. It doesn't even have to really be much at all, but you better go lockstep with everything they say or they have every right, just as CV said, Brian, to cost you either verbally, physically, mentally, and all the while the little lemmings out there that say that they were for women's rights. They say that they represent what's right in this country, and they don't because they don't have the balls to stick up to somebody with a pair of balls in a skirt. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I guess you only have to worry if you're in California, New York, or, you know, a state like that. Illinois, uh, you don't have to worry about that if you're in a state like Florida, you know, or Texas or New Hampshire or any of those states that um, you have the right to defend yourself. Because in these states, if somebody is attacking you, you have the right to use lethal force. So they better not do it. In, they better not do it in the states that have constitutional carry. <laughs> no. That's it's why like hell, uh, that's why a couple months I'm out of here and I'm with Brian. So CV, you got to make your way up to us up north. <laughs> maybe <laughs> there or maybe Tennessee. I'm not sure. I'm still debating that one. Okay, Tennessee's but beautiful. This okay. case reminds me of uh, Representative Trisha Cotham from North Carolina, who was a Democrat up until just the other day when she switched parties to be a Republican. She gave a speech in Raleigh, North Carolina, talking about how she was victimized. By the uh, by, the state senate there, uh, just because if you know she she disagrees with them on this or that or wants to work uh, with the people on the other side of the aisle, they will victimize her. They will threaten her. They threatened her children. The horror stories that she told about the Democrats in North Carolina, and believe me, North Carolina is no different from any other state. Uh, Democrats today are psychotic. Or demonically possessed, name, pick pick one. It makes no difference because the result is the same. They just they they are they are screaming, mad lunatics. They're cross-eyed, pulling their hair out, spitting on you, sabotaging you, uh, vandalizing your property, threatening your your young children. This they're so sick. They are so demented. It's, I don't know what, what it is. I think maybe it was that uh, it's like CERN, the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator, caused a crack in Earth's magnetic field, which stayed open for 14 hours. This really happened last July 7th. Maybe it's the bottomless pit described in Revelation where demons came out of it. Well, I'm only half joking. Who knows? Uh, We've got plenty of demons here. All right, well, listen, Bob Swick's on the line. We're going to come back with Bob. After Bob, we're going to close the show out. We'll probably talk a little bit about uh, the our, our religious holiday, talk about Jesus, talk about good things instead of men in dresses that are attacking women and molesting children. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. Talk about with the power of soul. Anything is possible with the power of you. Anything you want to do. 
Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line with us right now, swickspeak.blogspot.com. And you can check him out over at Twitter, at SwickSpeak. I'm talking about the one and only Bob Swick. Bob, how are you, sir? I'm good, Chet. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming by the program. You know, usually we try to kind of keep it local. We do talk national. This week is all national. And we're all talking about the frivolous fiasco and the indictment of Donald J. Trump. 34 charges that all look like duplicates. Even on CNN, you had some of the wonderful folks over there such as don lemon saying that doesn't look like anything's gonna stick i i heard that they want to put forward a charge that's um that could be linked to a crime and it could be a felony but they're not even naming what the crime is it looks like a lot of motioning and a lot of posturing bob only in order to try to make trump look bad what do you make of all this well, I'm equating it to uh, this coming Sunday's Easter Sunday, and I really feel that they're trying to nail Donald Trump to a cross and crucify him, not realizing that he's going to resurrect himself after he's crucified. And what I mean by that is, is very bluntly, this man has been thrown so much stuff at him since he started running for uh, president back way back when, in 2015, through his his presidency, three years after his presidency, it's utterly ridiculous. And again, what he did is not a crime if you're actually looking at the rules of law. And I do agree with you. We don't even know what the felony is that he's trying to cite in this particular indictment. So I feel as much ado about nothing and again, they're trying to tie Trump up so he doesn't get the nomination, so on and so forth. And I think it's failing miserably with them, right? Well, you know, from the step go, because now you have a lot of Democrats saying this really doesn't make sense. Why are we wasting our money on this as a taxpayer in New York City when we got so much crime everywhere and we got better things to worry about than trying to prosecute Trump? Because you have fixed because Bragg has a fixation on Trump and Trump's family. It seems he, he just that's all he's done his entire career. Bob, you pay attention to campaigns, you follow campaigns, you talk about campaigns. It's what you do. Um to him, for him to make a campaign and I'm talking about Bragg, for him to make a campaign promise that he's going to nail Trump to the cross. Uh, and, and that was just his promise. I'm gonna prosecute Trump. Over what? He didn't say, but he just said, I'm going to prosecute Trump. And that was part of his campaign promise. And he got put in. Okay, I mean, it's in New York. But have you ever heard of anything like that? It's the weirdest, uh, weirdest situation I could well, ever see for a DA to run on prosecuting a single American, Bob. Well, to me, Bragg is fixated with Trump and the Trump family. He has this inner hate against them. He has this inner prejudice against them. Uh, he will stop at, at nothing to try to, to put down the man or his family. Apparently, he has sued the family over 100 different times in his really? career. Okay. And it, it, it's it's pathetic, in my opinion. You're the DA in New York City. You have a crime epidemic of, of, of incredible proportions. It, you, people have to fear taking a subway to get home from work. And you're worried about Donald Trump and something he apparently did in 2017 that has been basically thrown out of any type of legal issue by two different uh, uh, researched uh, and uh, studied pro possible prosecutions, and you're still going after him. And you feel you're the hero by doing that. And unfortunately, brag to me, is just a, a political hack of the Democratic Party doing their dirty work, and he doesn't realize how foolish and stupid he looks right now with what he just did uh, with the supposed indictment on felony charges. Bob Swick on the line with us. Bob, I love it when I hear the Democrats say, no one is above the law. It It is absolutely mind-numbing to hear some of the most egregious 
individuals making this claim. Nobody is above the law, yet in Congress they have a fund where if you sexually harass a woman, they pay it off, your name's not, it's still out there. It's been in there since 2016, or, or actually probably a little bit before that, I believe it's since 2013, it's still in there. They're they're still using it till this day. I mean, how can anybody take these people seriously? We have a president in office right now who's being investigated and his son is being investigated over paraphernalia that they should have never taken out of the White House in the first place. And God knows what's on that uh, on Hunter's laptop. And these are the same people that are throwing barbs at Donald J. Trump. It's just so such such a hollow argument, isn't it, Bob? Well, it is. And I think the American public on both sides of the aisle, we know the Republicans, we know a lot of independents believe that Trump is innocent. He has been innocent from day one. I think a lot of Democrats and those other independent voters who, who were not pro-Trump people are saying, hey, enough is enough. What are you trying to prove with this man? Well, how is Donald Trump? And in my opinion, it's just proving Donald Trump is the most important person in our country of over 330 million people, because apparently he must know something that is damaging, critically damaging to the Democratic Party in the United States of America today. He knows something that is so corrupted, that is so bad, that is so evil, that he must be stopped at any cost. I really believe this now. And I believe a lot of people are just saying, hey, Democrats, get off your your high horse about Trump. It starts to either lead or get out of the get out of office once and for all. Enough is enough. And, I, and I'll tell you, it, you're going to see more Democrat elected officials, in my opinion, over the next 18 months, start switching parties, either becoming independent or they're going to switch to the Republican Party, as you saw uh, actually today in North Carolina with a state representative yep, yep. That, has, that has changed her party affiliation from Democrat to Republican because she's sick of the Democratic Party also. And Tulsi Gabbard and a number of others that have that have switched over. And, and I think you're right. I think we are going to see that. And I think you make a great point about Donald J. Trump. He must know something, man. If you're going to rig an election the way that they did, if you're going to try to muzzle this guy on his way up to running again, there's got to be something more there. This is just this is just such a bizarre scenario you know, and, and really, and, and a shame of it all, too, Bob, is we have a country right now that's on fire and falling apart. Our economy's shot. We have banks closing. The dollar, the U.S. dollar is, is being basically buried by other countries right now. And nobody's even talking about that. Exactly. We're more worried about what Donald Trump did back in 2016, 2017. And honestly, it just goes along with people having absolutely zero confidence in their federal government, in their state governments, in their local governments, they're a bunch of, uh, you know, it, they just view everything as such corruption, it's not even funny. Why are we paying taxes to support this kind of corrupted government is beyond me. And again, I really believe now, I, I firmly, I firmly believe now, Donald Trump knows something that no other American knows, and they fear him to, to the utmost extent that they have to put this man down. And, I, you know, God bless Donald Trump for being as strong as he is and, and saying what he said and being a president the way he was and leading the country and making America great again. And instead of being this debacle economically, socially, every which way of a, a corrupted Biden administration. It's, sickening. it's amazing to me, all the accomplishments that the Trump administration made the economy, jobs created, we weren't in any new wars, we didn't have Putin posturing, we didn't have people invading other countries because they knew there was leadership. A lot of the times when I listen locally, nobody really gives him any credit for what he did for four years. Instead, everybody wants to talk about his braggadocio moments. And, you know, some at some point, we need to take a step back and look at the failure that the Democrat Party is right now here in 2023 and say that we need to go back to Donald J. Trump because that's the only way we're going to get dug out of this mess, Bob. There's nothing else that's going to do it. Exactly. And again, we need strong leadership in our country. Again, we need actual leaders again in our country. There's there's some ray of hope in the, in the Republican Party with several elected officials, Trump being number one. DeSantis being number two, Ted Cruz being number three, 
Yep. I really feel very strongly that the tide has turned on the Democrats. What they did just this week with Trump is going to be the nail that uh, that is going to be, you know, slammed into the coffin with the Democratic Party and put them out of business uh, for some time to come. Everybody, that's the one and only Mr. Bob Swick. Make sure you go and check him out. That parallel, he hit a home run with that. I, I, I hadn't even thought thought about that. And it's the uh, persecution of Donald J. Trump, nailing Trump to the cross. Very deep. Okay, everybody, we've got a lot more show to go here. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. Make sure you go check out freedomondeck.com because see if you got it back up. And it's going to be even better and greater than ever just because just because it's it's Freedom on Deck. It always is. Because we say you so. You know, it's, uh, it's Holy Week. We got a lot going on. Resurrection Week, Easter. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We need a lot of Jesus right now. I'm certainly thinking to myself, I need a lot of Jesus right now in the next coming months as I move out of New York. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Get myself a crib. <laughs> and guess what? I'm going to be closer to Brian, so it's bad news for him. <laughs> and good news Whatever, for CV. Whatever, bro. And we'll get CV down there, too. Come on. We'll do some, uh, we'll have some fun out there. We can have fun out there. We don't have to, we Target don't have to practice. be. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that too. We don't have, have to, to be get surrounded you down. by psychopaths anymore, so that's I'm good. Gonna have to. We're gonna get you down to six hour immediately and get you armed and dangerous. That's right. But, <laughs> you know. But what um, about Sasquatch? We so well. I'll go. I'll go find Sasquatch. We we hang day. out. We hang out with Sasquatch in New Hampshire. Yeah, let's go squatching. Let's go squatching. <laughs> There's a lot of Sasquatch claims that come out of New Hampshire. You know, my God, I didn't tell you guys this. My eldest son, he goes out hunting pretty much. I mean, it's a daily basis, certainly a weekly basis, two, three times and fishing. And he's talking to me the other day. and He's like, but, you know, my son knows the woods. He's out in the woods all the time. And he's telling me, he's like, Dad, I heard some weird stuff in the woods. He said something was like knocking and like it was coming from all different sides. And then he said he heard some weird chirping. Something that he hadn't heard. <laughs> something that was like They're really communicating. going back to uh, something else. But, you know, I just want to say to everybody out there, no matter how dark and dreary and depressing things can seem sometimes, and sometimes they can, and on a daily level, you have to always try to bring yourself back to God because if you do that, everything else can kind of work itself out no matter what. And we are in we are in some bad times here. Whether you want to say these are uh, end times revelations, if you think that these that may, we're not there, but we're very close, uh, we're getting very close. You, you still have the ultimate friend and ally and father. You you always have that. You'll never lose that. You could be. It's one of the things my father always told me, and it was something that always stuck with me. He'd always say to me if we were driving by the big churches down in Tennessee, especially when we'd go to to Nashville and and uh, and whatnot. He'd always say, "No matter what, whether you're in that building there, or you're in the deepest, darkest, wettest, strangest, nastiest alley, surrounded by vermin, God is by you. No more in there than He would be in that alley." Yes. And uh, that is the truth. Yes. And uh, right now in these times, Brian, I think we feel as a society and as Americans that we're in that alley. And that doesn't mean that God is not just as with us like he would be if we were in that big, big marble church. Absolutely. You know what I mean? God's with you all the time, you know, and... um you don't have to you don't have to worry about 
um, the situation that you're in. I know that's hard to hard to do when you're in a situation, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, you really don't need to worry about it. I mean, uh, things tend to seem to work out when you put your faith and trust in God. Yeah. You know, CV, uh, you say Resurrection Week. You love saying that, and and I love that too, because it really exemplifies what this is all about. The fact that uh, Jesus rose from the dead yeah. and and proved all the naysayers that he was indeed the Son of God. And I think when you say Resurrection Week, it, it makes me think of of what he went through, and I think it's a yeah. perfect way to describe it. And I think that's kind of and you've said it before. That's kind of the reason you say it. Right. Well, if it helps your faith any, if you already believe that Christ rose from the dead and you have that hope, but if you need a little bit of extra boost to strengthen your faith, go look at the Shroud of Turin. I did an interview with uh, Barry Schwartz, the official photographer of the Shroud of Turin uh, science team that studied it back in the uh, late 70s. And that that shroud proves two things that Christ was a real historic figure who was crucified and that something miraculous happened in that tomb that sent out a burst of energy that put a photograph of his body front and back on that cloth. And there's other, and that's great news. If you believe when you believe that Christ rose from the dead and you know it because you believe the science that really strengthens your faith. But there's also some good news in our little uh, mortal world here. You have Carrie Lake. Um, she's her, her case is going forward in the Supreme Court. Oh, and yeah, she's challenging uh, 35,563 ballots that were added after Election Day. So they're going to get to look at that. They're going to get to compare the signatures, which you know, you know what that's going to show. You know that's going to show big corruption. And then in Wisconsin... A few days ago, we lost a big uh, election there where a liberal judge was was uh, elected to their Supreme Court over there. But the uh, the GOP wins a uh, won a super majority in Wisconsin, which can impeach a governor and judges. So that's huge. So that's again, that's a balance of power. So there are a little rays of hope. There is a little light at the end of the tunnel. In that interview that you did, his name was Barry Schwartz. Right. Um, it's up on yeah, our and, uh, archives page on the top. Yeah, it's on the, it's, yep, it's in the, and you did a fantastic job. I love that interview. I think there's a longer nice. one there. You did a great yes. job. And Brian, you know, I don't know, Brian, if you heard it, but Barry Schwartz, uh, he, he wasn't a Christian. But when they asked him to uh, uh, look into the Shroud of the Tehran, it, it turned him into a believer in Christ because he saw, he saw Christ and it turned him to a believer in Jesus. It's a, and it's an amazing story. It shows you that it, he was a non-believer, but the facts were in front of him, and he couldn't deny it. And I thought the most amazing thing about when CV did the interview, CV, is when, when he was talking about how the image was imprinted on the shroud. Yeah. And that it, it, nothing like that could exist back yeah. then. It had to be an act of God. Right. And uh, I mean, no paint, no paint, no dye. It was just no. kind of scorched on there somehow. It's amazing. It is just one of those yeah. stories you hear that you're just you say to yourself, "Wow, it, it is real." Absolutely. And listen, you know, everybody's experience is different, you know, and it's it's funny, you know, that you know, when you listen to people um tell their story of, you know, of how they came to believe in in Yeshua, and uh or jesus right mm -hmm. and you know it, it, everyone's story is different you know it doesn't have to be i mean it, i mean that's an amazing story right to to look into that and to oh. to to be able to go over there and 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 see that i mean right in front of you laid out you know yeah. that i mean that's got to be such an incredible experience but you know for many people their their story of faith and and coming to Jesus Christ and being born again is oftentimes a a, a story of being at rock bottom, being 
at a desperate point in your life, um, oftentimes uh, knocking on death's door, addiction, yeah. and uh, all types of other things, right? Yeah. Um, that that bring people to to Jesus, and it's it's because you get to a point where you have nowhere else to turn. You understand that that the only place to turn is God. I mean, eventually you will turn there, um, hopefully at some point uh, in your life, and hopefully it isn't at rock bottom. But for many people, yeah. um, it is their story, and the stories are powerful. If you ever, if you ever go into a prison and and listen to the some of these men and women who have uh, changed their lives around and have given their lives to Jesus, it, powerful stories. It is, and there's no there's no atheist in a foxhole. No, <laughs> that's, that's true. Right. That is true. It's even, um, you know, uh, I think it's George Carlin who said, you know, I'm not a religious guy, but when, when death's knocking at your door, you're praying to God. And it doesn't <laughs> matter who you are, you're, play, you're, pray, you're praying to God, and that is so true. Um, well, guys, you know, I just want to say uh, for both you, and uh, happy Easter. I know CV, uh, Resurrection Day, have a wonderful <laughs> Resurrection Day, and, and a holy week, and, and a holy weekend as well. Um, you know, I love doing the, the show with you guys. You guys are my brothers in arms. We're always here for one another, no matter what state we're in or what state of mind they're in, <laughs> meaning the left. Uh, we'll, we'll be here and for these listeners and, and just try to keep the faith, man. And if you trust in him, good things will happen. So same freedom time, same freedom station. Everybody have a happy Easter and God bless America. <laughs>